0: The
3: tip of
0: Get it going here on a Tuesday morning. Uh, a little bit more positive this morning. Schumer has uh, been quoted on Fox News as they they're going to reach an agreement today. Uh, the Dems are uh, with the Republicans on this uh, coronavirus bill that needs to be taken care of. Get it signed by the president and get these. Uh, uh, this money flowing into businesses and to the pockets of citizens of this country. So good things will happen. Uh, Elizabeth is here with me today. Now we're playing the the social distancing game uh, that's underway. So she is in Conway. I'm here in Cabot. We're both called into the station in Little Rock. But we're talking to you on your radio. And before we get really going here, Russ is back uh, at the Enterprise, running the, uh, uh, the the ship, and also Heidi is there. She will be my new uh, producer for the show uh, going forward. As you know, Zach left last week uh, to take uh, you know some a chance at some better things in his life, and we wish him nothing but the best. Hey, Elizabeth, how you doing today?
4: Good morning, Mister Dave.
0: How how are things how are going things for you? you? Well, my, I'm going good. Got to tell you, I'm going good.
4: (laughs) you
0: got a. You had a little bit of rain. We had a little bit of rain in Cabot. The rain's going to clear out, and uh, we'll have decreasing clouds through the day. Going to be a pretty day. Going to be some sunshine, some blue sky, 72 for high, clear and a low of 47 tonight. Uh, Tomorrow, mostly sunny and pleasant, high of 65, and Thursday, are you ready for this? It's going to be warm. It's going to be partly cloudy, and the high on Thursday, 84 degrees.
4: So if you've got house fever, you better get outside in your yard or walk around the neighborhood. Stay six feet away. Yeah. You can walk around. You can go outside. I plan to do some weeding in my backyard. I have weeds that are a foot tall from all the rain. i yeah. plenty to do and stay at home.
0: Yeah, you need to do that. Get outside and just kind of enjoy the weather. 84 on Thursday, kind of a high 70-ish on Friday. Saturday, a chance of rain in the morning and uh, a little bit cooler on Saturday. But it, it's really going to be kind of typical spring weather now. Uh, did you watch the president talking yesterday saying that, You know, we spoke a lot about this on the show yesterday. You and I were talking during the show. You were listening to Stephen Moore and and Robert Steinbach and myself as we talked about what the president had said about the cure being worse than the disease. And he's right. There has to come a time when you're ready to move forward and uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, the beginning of next week, from what I'm able to tell. From what you've read and been able to ascertain, what are you say- seeing?
4: Seems like there's been some movement overnight. Um, <laughs> the last-minute wrench that Miss Pelosi threw into the mix has really been a piece of work. Well, you you're talking, talking, about, you're talking about the
0: yeah, you're talking about the drunk that showed up at the meeting late. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and they figured out her name is Pelosi. Yeah, and
0: they figured out her name was Pelosi. That's right. It's, it, it,
4: that bill, you know, at 1,400 pages, it didn't spring up overnight. We can talk about that later. But overnight, I think we've got some movement. Schumer is saying there'll be a vote this morning.
0: Yeah, little Charlie, you know, he's saying that it looks like that we're going to get some uh, movement. He wouldn't say that unless he knew something was on the get-go. Uh, Mnuchin and him talked up until early in the morning. Uh, I just hope that uh, the other side didn't, you know, totally just give them everything they wanted. I mean, they were talking about cutting greenhouse gases by the airlines by 50% by 2025 and all kinds of asinine things. Nothing that has anything to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, look, Tom Cotton went off yesterday. Let's talk about what Tom had to say about all of this. Here was Tom Cotton in the well of the uh, Senate yesterday. Ross, would you play that for us? Why would they not even start debate?
2: Not even start debate. Remember, that's all we're talking about here over these last 18 hours. Why would they risk your life and your loved one's lives and your job and your lifetime of retirement savings? Well, now we know now we know. Nancy Pelosi is circulating a 1,400-page bill that she wants Congress to pass that she claims will help save this nation from this terrible crisis. 1,400 pages. It's almost three times longer than our legislation, by the way, to give you a sense of what might be in that bill, because let me tell you, she's not hiding the good stuff in her bill. I don't have 1,400 pages here, but I do have a few pages. Let's just go through what is a priority for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats as they dither while Americans die. Corporate board diversity. The Democrats want to impose quotas for race and sex on corporate boards. I know they want to do that for a long time. Is that going to stop anyone from getting sick from the coronavirus? There's another one. Bailing out the Postal Service. Wiping out all the debts that the Post Office has towards the Treasury. It's another issue we've been debating for a long time. Postal Service needs relief. And I greatly respect and praise the hard work of the men and women who are still delivering the mail. But is a survival package for the coronavirus the right time to be talking about Postal service debt to the Treasury. Oh, here's another one. $10,000 minimum, $10,000 minimum of student loan forgiveness across the board. Another ideological wish list item for the Democrats. What does it have to do with stopping a pandemic, especially when Donald Trump has already waived student loan payments for Americans who are affected by this terrible pandemic?
0: Yeah, he was going, he was doing well yesterday. He was in rare form yesterday, Uh, uh, Elizabeth, throwing down his speech on the floor, and uh, he was really, really irritated, as were most Republicans. I mean, even Mitch McConnell, I mean, he's as droll as an undertaker usually in, in front of the camera, and even he was really ticked off. He looked like he'd had a couple of shots of bourbon before he went back out on the floor after he saw some of this stuff going down.
4: You know I'm a big fan of watching the videos directly. I don't care to hear what the talking heads want to tell me. I want to watch them. So when you watch McConnell, you'll notice his cheeks get very, very, very red, and he was more animated than I've ever seen the turtle be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he typically, like I said, it's like watching The Undertaker. Uh, reminds me of when you're talking about what the cost of the casket's going to be, but uh, usually, you know, uh, in this case, uh, he was uh, really animated. He was well for Mitch McConnell. He was really animated, and, and, and he did. He did. He did really. He did really, really uh, well. Uh, worse than McConnell, of course, is, is is Chuck Schumer. Schumer just bends over the lectern and. And reads whatever it is that he's got to read. Hey, by the way, speaking he, uh, of. Let me just jump in real ahead. quickly. Speaking about uh, uh, reading, did you see Biden on the uh, teleprompter yesterday as he was working on what the response uh, he would do uh, for coronavirus and he kept getting lost on tele teleprompter?
4: And waving his hands at the teleprompter, we're going to need to put some video on your Facebook page yeah, later today. Yeah,
0: that, that is so yeah, hilarious. These are,
4: these are just too entertaining. The
0: only, yeah, the only I thing, know. the only thing that was missing from Biden is the oatmeal drooling from the corner of his mouth. That's the only thing uh, that w- was missing uh, on that video. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Well, I have to tell you, watching Mr. Biden, I had two feelings. I was very entertained. I'm sorry, it, it was, but it's very sad. It's very sad. He clearly is not up to the job. He's clearly not, he shouldn't be in the position he's in. He's being used by the party. And yesterday, the crawler on the TV screen, he's selecting between five or six females for his vice president. Whoever that vice president person is, if he were to get elected, that's the person who's going to run the country. So we need to watch that pretty close.
0: Yeah.
3: But this yeah. man.
4: It's very sad. It's very, very sad. I'm offended that he's taking up space, okay? We, we have a real need right now for clear communication from our leaders, the elected leaders, not the faux leaders who want to pretend as if they're president. And I'm pretty offended that he's taking up the airtime with his pretend plans not only that, but if you listen to his plans, you find that it's all things that Mr. Trump, our president, has already done.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Hey, listen. Before we get uh, too far into this hour, as well, and we got to take a break here shortly. Uh, this this whole thing. There's another thing I wanted to bring up. There's some there's some uh, beneath the surface uh, wanderings, as I like to call them, going on at the legislature. And there's legislative uh, people, uh, Missy Irvin being one state senator, who uh, are looking. As you know, telemedicine is becoming a much bigger thing now uh, because of uh, the coronavirus and the doctors make less money off of telemedicine than they do off of when somebody walks in their clinic or walks in the hospital. So they're trying to force the uh, insurance uh, uh, exchange here in, in Arkansas in picking up the, like, I think they get paid like $20 less a, a time with these people on telemedicine. And they want the insurance companies to pick up that extra twenty bucks and write oh, the doc- and write the doctors a check for the money they feel that they're losing. Yeah, that's this is now this is not public knowledge yet. It's not out there. Uh, I got one of my sources called me and brought this up to me. We need to talk about this a little later on in the show. You up for that? Sure, sure. <laughs> I know
4: they've been sort of anti telemedicine.
1: Quite a yeah, while. They tried not, to pass
4: a bill. You know, well, they did pass a bill. Not now. No. I really love what our president has done. The list of regulations, laws, and whatever that have been, I'll say, lifted because of the crisis that we're in is absolutely tremendous. It's phenomenal. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, we can this talk about that them. as well. Yeah, we can talk about that as well. Also, uh, we can talk about how Americans are responding to how the president is handling the crisis at the White House. We got um, information yeah. on that. So all that's coming up here in, the, in in like the first hour. The Bible guys are coming up at 7, 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll go back and go over some of this stuff because that'll be 9 o'clock in Washington. They should be convening in the Senate By about that time, and maybe we'll have something going on in the Senate that we can talk about. But right now, it's 19 minutes after 6. Decreasing clouds today, a high of 72 degrees. Tonight, look for clear skies, a low of 47. For your Wednesday, your hump day, middle weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we are on Monday, mostly sunny and pleasant, high of uh, 65 degrees. A little cooler than it is uh, today. But for Thursday, get ready. Oh, I'm loving what I'm seeing here. Warmer temperatures under partly cloudy skies with a high of 84. Around the area, Little Rock's 54. Pine Bluff's 57. Hot Springs is 54. Uh, Conway is 53. And here at Cabot, where I sit in my dining room, it's 54 degrees. So we've got a lot more coming your way. Let's take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM. The answer. All right, Elizabeth, I've got a bad pun sent to me by uh, Shane Stacks. You ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Why why do bees have sticky hair? I have no idea. Okay, why do bees have (laughs) sticky hair? Because, Because they use honeycombs.
4: Oh, bad! bad. Yeah, it really is. He you know,
0: always he's got he's got tremendously bad puns. Gotta love that. Tremendously but
4: see, bad. But you're
0: you're laughing. I just said you're laughing.
4: You, but I love puns. I mean, I yeah. just do. I'm sorry. i have been a writer for too many years, and I love wordplay.
0: Now, so as far so far yeah, I know. Far as I know, uh, the bees on on uh, the harem bees are sticky. to Collect the pollen when they're running around inside of flowers and stuff. That's what they're doing. You know, that's their Are thing.
3: They,
4: is anybody named Amy? Um, I mean, you
0: I don't know. know, yeah. <laughs> I got. I got to let you know. I just had somebody send me a text saying, uh, "Show us your puppies." And I answer back yeah. to them. You got to be careful about asking people to show their puppies. You might get something that you're not expecting. It Depends
4: on the venue you're at. Or it depends on the social media platform.
0: It depends on the person. <laughs> depends on the person you're talking to. Is what it, it depends, depends on. Who you're on as far to. That. Do they watch wrestling? Right. There you go. Do you watch wrestling? That's the other thing. Absolutely, you're 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 correct, Russ. <laughs> All right, so let's see again. Little Rock is. Yeah, Little Rock is at fifty-four degrees right now. We got news coming up for you at the bottom of the hour and uh, we 'll get to that here shortly at uh, six thirty it 's six twenty five here in uh, kind of the middle of the state right now, and uh, we are the area that 's really kind of the the area that 's having uh, the most reports of uh, coronavirus. There has not been, I have not seen a story, and you all uh, can correct me if I'm wrong, but Elizabeth, have you or Russ, have you, Heidi, have you seen a story on television about this uh, uh, elderly center that evidently uh, has had so many cases of coronavirus? Uh, Are they coming out and saying why they think that this particular, you know, I rest home or whatever they're called now. You're talking
4: about Briarwood here in Little Rock?
0: Yeah, Briarwood. Briarwood
4: they, N- Nursing Home. They're mm-hmm. having
0: some pro- they are having some real problems. They you know, I haven't have not-
4: heard exactly why
3: they're having all of these, but uh, this is strange.
4: Well, well I have yeah, a suspicion. I haven't read any information, but knowing what we do know, they are telling us that people are asymptomatic for a number of days before they may fall ill. And by the way, I have a point to make about that in a moment. I believe, this is my assumption personal, I have no facts to back it up, I think it's a situation like happened in Kirkland, Washington, where they've lost so many people at that one nursing home. Somebody got into the nursing home that was a carrier before they were ill, and everyone around them being vulnerable, got the virus, got ill, and got serious complications. Before the first person, if you want to call them the carrier, was ill, they unfortunately infected others. This is exactly what Dr. Burks is talking about when she talks about social distancing. Right. Even though you may not be ill, people around you can pick up this virus, and then others can get ill. The other point I want to make really, really quickly, I'm so peeved at the idea of every time you turn on the news, we've had so many more positive cases. More people are being tested. More people are being tested. But also, let's remember, every time they say we've had so many more positive cases, I think they also ought to say we've seen X number of people actually present with symptoms. In other words, these people... From what I'm reading, it may be 20%, roughly, I guess, something like that, that you get symptoms and you get ill. Huge numbers of people are carrying the virus and never, ever know it.
0: Yeah, that's something to keep in mind.
4: After a period of time. So the panic is, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the virus is here. Yes, it is. But is it making people sick? Is one consideration. The other side of that story is, you know, you need to know that you may be carrying it you need to think about others around you that's the social distancing part
0: yeah Thanks because you box. could <laughs> you could have it well you could have it not even know that you got it and a lot of people are finding out that they're positive that have you know they're not presenting any symptoms whatsoever but they still can pass it on to somebody else and in this case perhaps they weren't showing any symptoms they went to the nursing home to see somebody and uh, Very well you know pass pass it on to the you know the highest uh, group of people uh that can be affected by the virus and that's an elderly people with some underlying uh, health problems i just wish that somebody would do a story on them because i'm sure or at least i can say i'm sure with some uh, uh you know I can say it knowing that um, they're doing studies on it, uh, the Department of Health, that you would think that they would have information they can put out about it and let everybody know what's going on. And I've not Well, heard and that. Again, they
4: may or they may not know. Um, until this occurred, I, I'm not sure how many people have been aware or are aware that the health department on a regular basis to some degree tracks illnesses, tracks people, tracks contacts um especially i 'm sorry, especially in the avenue in the uh, case of sexually transmitted diseases it 's part of the work that they do, and they 're good at it, but we have to help <laughs> we have to yeah. help i don 't know we don 't know what 's happened over at Briarwood. I actually lived in the apartment complex across the street from that place many, many years ago it 's been here it 's been it 's been a little Rock for a very, very long time i um, not sure who keep owns it. Keep your thoughts. It. When I think of keep, nursing homes, I think thought.
0: of owners. <laughs> Elizabeth, keep your thoughts. We'll get back to them after the news, which is now.
4: Come
0: on, computer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick. Show. 25 minutes until 7. Dan Everhart joins us uh, with the Republican National Convention. He's with us. We want to talk to him about uh, the coronavirus of course, that seems to be the only thing we talk about lately, although we got some other things to, to discuss later in the show. But, uh, Dan, let's talk about uh, evidently Schumer has said uh, the minority leader in the Senate has said that uh, him and uh, the secretary of the Treasury uh, did some horse trading late in the night and a uh Agreement is going to be reached today on this phase three bill. Is that what you're hearing? Uh, that is what I'm hearing, and I, I think it's about time. Good, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we played Tom Cotton just a moment ago, and Tom can get pretty animated, but he was really animated throwing his script down and stuff. He was going crazy. In fact, yesterday, I think that I heard, uh, you know, uh, the the, the uh, pro Tem uh, Mitch McConnell actually uh, uh, raised his eyebrows while he was talking. <laughs> well,
5: that 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 is that's possibly a rare occurrence. That I'm just a, saying a it is. McConnell <laughs> to get that, that animated.
0: It is. Go ahead, tell us what you know.
5: Yeah, sure. So I, I think that the, the Democrats have really helped held this up for a couple of days now over stuff that, to, to me, is completely unrelated to what what's needed and what the point of the bill is, which is a, a massive economic stimulus. And they they've weighed it down with various, you know, carrots and whistles for uh, interest groups of their own, such as a um, hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars for juvenile justice. Uh, programs they've added in airline, new airline emission standards, um, and various other things like this that they're trying to get put in this. You know, just adding pork to this bill. When you know, I think what's needed is just a, a very quick and very massively sized push for the economy.
0: Yeah, isn't it amazing to you that they're doing this? I mean, I look. I have no respect for the Democrats anymore. I call them the Dims, D-I-M-S, all right? Uh, We've got these guys sitting up there in Congress and in the Senate, and surely they're not so stupid they can't believe this will not help, uh, you know, Biden's election chances, uh, what they're doing. I mean, Biden's got enough problems without having to run against Pelosi and Schumer as well.
5: No, oh, I, I agree completely. I think if you, you know, the impeachment hearing seemed like 20 years ago at this point, and, and uh, I think, you know, many people have forgotten with the, this current crisis and everything that's going on, but I think that was ill-conceived on Pelosi's part to help a Democrat win in 2020, uh, in November anyway. And the Democrats are, have just completely, since taking over the House, run a... A game of of defense and investigation and not trying to get things done for the American people, to me, there seems to be a pretty clear contrast between Republicans trying to get things done and Democrats trying to slow things down and placate special interest groups, you know, even at their own expense.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've seen uh uh, the the latest polling numbers saying that sixty one percent of Americans are solidly be- behind the president on what he 's doing about covid nineteen uh, those are impressive numbers when you think about the negative press that he takes day in and day out
5: yeah it 's something like ninety three or ninety five percent of the the press is a, is negative towards Trump, and I think that he 's showing bold leadership i mean this is a time of, of great adversity and great stress for American families all over the place and for American business right now. And I think that Trump is leading, and I think he's doing two or three press conferences a day on this,
3: mm-hmm. as
5: well as pushing the ball down the field. And he's, you know, I, I know spent countless time on the phone trying to help push this aid packet through as his pants.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting, you can agree or disagree, I don't care, but the bottom line is is that he reminds me of FDR uh, during, uh, you know, the, the Depression and stuff with the fireside chats. You know, transparency always wins out in the end, and I don't think we can say, I think we can say with certainty that this president has been one of the most transparent presidents that we've ever had, especially uh, in this case.
5: Uh, you know, I, I hadn't I hadn't thought you know that far back about comparing him to FDR, but that's a good point. You know, Trump is definitely much more transparent than Obama's. You know, starting with his Twitter account and the way he was elected, but also with these press conferences and and just being out there. I think that he is you know standing in front of the sunshine and taking the heat from the media day in and day out, and hopefully people respect him for that. To, to me, the most important thing is he seems like he is. You know he's he's in the meeting, he's on the phone, and he is you know at these press conferences, actively engaged. He's doing what the American people elected him to do, which is lead in time of crisis. And I I think he's doing a good job, and I think that this this stimulus bill is hopefully just you know the the right prescription for what our economy needs to to help us recover after the the fever has broken on. On this uh, virus,
0: well, you know what I really like is that uh, he gets out there to speak, and he brings out all of his, uh, you know, scientists and doctors. The vice president is there because he's he's kind of running some of the things in the uh, in off the, the you know the main camera, so to speak, and he lets Fuji and these other doctors talk and tell the American public what to expect.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's to me, it's the right mix of Trump and Pence, but also the scientists. You know, Trump is clearly taking advice from them. But, you know, as as we've seen with some of uh, Dr. Fauci's comments in the media and with uh, what, you know, what Trump is saying on these experimental drugs, he, he's still, you know, Trump is still being Trump in terms of trying to get to a solution and push his way through this crisis and offering leadership. I I think we've got a good mix it seems to me that he's taking a good mix of advice from people that are obviously much more informed than him about the pandemic, but also trying to, you know, hear what what people or feel what people are feeling, and get us to the other side of this.
0: I got about a minute and a half left uh, in our our time together now if this passes today if it gets through the uh the senate does it have to go back past the house or is this is this uh, an ag- agreeable bill right now with the house and at that point uh it will be found uh, law and if that's the case how long do you expect it will take to see this money start going out to the people it needs to go to
5: Sure. So my, my understanding is that they're they're trying to do this all at once, so there won't need to be reconciliation because that can take, you know, weeks. At this point, will yes. seem like an eternity to get done. So this is all kind of being done, pre-negotiated so it can sail through. And then my understanding is that um, the the money should start flowing within two weeks um, on, and that we're looking at some somewhere around April sixth would be when uh, families would get these initial checks, and then there would maybe be um, another check uh, about a month later.
0: All right, so the president has said something that we we spent. We had Steve Moore on yesterday and some other folks, and we were talking about this, and the president brought it up, the cure being worse than the disease. It sounds to me that he's about ready to to start revving up this economy uh, again, uh, starting at the beginning of next week. Uh, if that happens uh, and and he tells younger people and whatever they can get out again and businesses can start doing business again, uh, the economy should be able to recover, I won't say quickly, but uh, probably quicker than a lot of people think.
5: Yeah, I, I think that he, you know, Trump is trying to take a scalpel instead of just a blunt, uh, shovel to this, this deal. And so if, you know, certain areas are more effective than others, you know, New York, Washington state, Louisiana now, but some areas of the country, maybe Nebraska, maybe Maine just have, this isn't affecting them near as much. And I think that, you know, I think there's a lot more science than frankly, I understand going on with, you know, how to, <clears throat> how to deal with the pandemic and when the, when the fever is broken and when the curves will flatten and, and all this kind of thing. But I think that Trump is extremely concerned about the economy and getting the economy back on track when the, the science first allows and not overdoing it and keeping too much of a wet blanket on the economy, if you he can help it.
0: All right. We're out of time. I appreciate your ability to come on with us and to give us the latest. We appreciate that. Hopefully we'll talk to you down the line. You, go, you have a great day, all right?
5: All right. You too. Thank you, sir.
0: All right. Six forty five here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a quarter till seven o'clock. If some of you are getting up and uh you're getting ready for work, you got a little over an hour uh, to get there it's uh, right now 54 degrees in little rock hot springs 54 conway 53 Capit 54 and we're looking at decreasing clouds through the day and a high today of 72 degrees we got traffic we got weather we got all kinds of things for you here in the next few moments stick with us it's the dave ellswick show 101.1 fm the answer hey while we uh we've got about 11 minutes left here uh, take that back. We've got uh, nine minutes. Is that right? Yeah, about eleven minutes. Going into the top of the hour, let's uh, talk a little bit, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, the CDC came out uh, yes late yesterday, and I, I came across this little nugget in some of the stuff that I was that I get sent every morning. The CDC reported on the Princess Cruise Lines where they Ooh. the people were there and had. Uh, the, the COVID-19, that that virus was still found alive in cabins 17 days after anybody had been in those cabins, which will make the CDC get very nervous, to say the least.
4: How many days?
0: 17.
4: Oh, my gosh. That's quite a few more days than most of the advice that I've read so far about surfaces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it was just because of the surfaces in those cabins. I don't know. I'm going to think that there's a lot of laminates and things of that nature. But we know that this stuff lasts the longest on metal and on uh, stainless steel. It lasts a long time wow. on those things. So you got to be careful about it. I'll tell you something else that tells me this virus is going to be one of those viruses, kind of like Mirza is, uh, if it likes metal, uh, they're going to be checking people left and right whenever they, they go in for uh, surgery uh, to have hip replacements and things of that nature.
4: Oh, yeah. This whole thing is going to change so many things about the way we go about a lot of normal, what used to be normal activities.
0: Yeah. 9-11 was a lot like that now, wasn't it?
4: It was. It was. Um Kind of like some other things, we had to wait till later to find out some of the negative consequences, but we're already seeing some positive consequences and Again, I think about all these regulations uh in so many cases that have just been excessive, okay Some of them needed to just be um, put aside right now because we need the time and we don't have time, but many of them are just excessive and unnecessary, and I'm hoping that they'll stay gone
0: well. Let me give you some good news here. This just coming across to me from my friends on the business side of Fox News. U.S. equity futures are pointing to a very higher open uh, when Wall Street begins trading as congressional and White House officials emerged uh, from grueling negotiations at the Capitol over the $2 trillion uh, coronavirus rescue package saying they expect it to reach a deal today. Uh, it says uh, this comes after the Federal Reserve promised support to the struggling economy. The major future indexes are indicating a gain of more than 5% or around 900 points for the Dow. Uh, the Fed promised Ooh. yesterday to buy as many uh, Treasuries and other assets as needed to keep the financial markets uh, functioning. Uh, that came as Wall Street fell three percent after Congress failed to approve. And I blame this on the Democrats. They're the ones that caused this. We lost three percent absolutely uh, on on the uh, the market yesterday uh, because uh, the Democrats failed to approve an economic support package. It would send checks to U.S. households and offer support for small businesses and the hard-hit travel industry. But Democrats say it factors and favors companies too heavily at the expense of workers and public health and i'm going to i'm just going to call bs on bs there that stinks so bad uh look uh, nancy aoc has coronavirus she's in quarantine she's not going to bother you so you know go ahead and quit pandering to the left right now because that's exactly what she's doing she is pandering heavily to the left i i'm i guess they think that by doing what they're doing, uh, they're going to pick all this youth to vote up. Here's the problem: uh, the youth, the youth vote started in '72 in the Nixon-McGovern uh, race, and guess what? They didn't show up then. Oh that was that was us. All right, that was me. All right, that was I was us. 18. That's right. All right, I was the first, uh, an 18-year-old, and I could vote. I went out and voted. I can tell you out of myself going out and vote, there were 20 people my age who didn't go out and vote. Uh, And it's still that way and it will continue that way. And for people to say they're depending upon young people to turn up at the polls ain't going to happen. The people who typically turn up at the polls are people that are over 50 years old. Takes you that long to figure out it's important. I guess. Well,
4: and again, this why this coronavirus problem is a little bit of an issue. If it's going to go after our elderly people, it's going to cut down on the number of voters in that age group. I think Sanders had as many um, excited young people as we've seen in quite a while, but the numbers just didn't get there. I mean, they just didn't even reach what they've reached. Well, our generation, when, when they let 18-year-olds vote, that was the first time I got to vote. There was a large number of us who voted because we were able Since then, it has not ever reached high levels.
0: But it was never, it was never, Elizabeth, what they said it would be. They thought 18 plus, you know, from 18 to 21, they would turn out in droves because we had just come out of the Vietnam War. Things were changing as far as that was concerned. They thought young people would be engaged. And guess what? We were doing, guys were doing the same things that they were doing, uh, you know, before then drinking beer and chasing skirts. That's exactly what they continued doing.
4: Exactly. At that age, you're much more interested in going to the beach on spring spring break, right?
0: Yeah. Look at them now. Look at them now. They don't – these young people, I'm telling you, these young people that are being found, uh, you know, positive for – Uh, COVID-19 are the same ones you saw on the beach a couple weeks ago or about a week ago saying, I ain't going to get it, or if I get it, I ain't worried about it. Now they got it, and I bet you all of a sudden they don't feel as bulletproof as you feel when you're a young person out there just doing your thing.
4: Well, there are reports that the younger folks who are at health risk, just like anybody else, if you're 25 and you have diabetes, for example, you may be at risk, just like an older person. Not as much, maybe, but you're at risk more than your friend over there who doesn't have any health issues. It's a it's a little bit of a conundrum. It's a big booger.
0: So, it's a big booger.
4: People have a right to be concerned.
0: Yeah, here's the key. It's a big booger, and it's sitting right at the edge of your nose. Everybody can see it. <laughs>
4: I slipped that in
3: didn't
0: I? You <laughs> did. Anyway, and I and I I I, I took out and you I took fell off for running it. with it. I did. I'll run with it. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes here and then the Bible guys will be with us after news. and guess what the number one question for the Bible guys is or uh right now for next hour. Take a guess.
4: Oh, I'm I'm sure it has something to do with revelations or Armageddon.
0: Well, it does it it does it has to do is this god's judgment on america that t- seems to be yeah. uh, the big question and uh probably you'll hear an answer that's a little bit different than probably a lot of people are expecting to hear but uh billy <laughs> and uh and uh scott will be with us starting at the top of the hour and then steve who's at work today gets his lunch hour and he's going to be calling in and joining up, too. And so all three of them will be here uh, by the bottom of the hour, by the time we come back at 35.
4: I got to tell you, I had a theory on that. You know, if uh, God sent the um, 08 financial crisis, and we really didn't change a lot as far as the hatred and the divisiveness between people. And so then we got Obama and remember how everybody said oh president obama will, you know wake everybody up we'll realize what danger we're in and we'll all pull together and that yeah, didn't well, happen.
0: We'll all so become now
4: look where we are.
0: Yeah, we're all become <laughs> woke, you know, we'll be woke people and guess what some of us would rather stay asleep. Just saying.
4: If that's if that's being awake, I don't want to be awake. I want
0: to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll be. I'm, I keep thinking of it as a nightmare, not as a, a good thing. Anyway, we've got when a couple. Come, go ahead.
4: When we come back, speaking of woke, we need to dive a little bit into into Pelosi's wish list. I have found some things overnight that are in that bill that I am just absolutely astounded by.
0: It's Pelosi. I'm she, not astounded by anything that drunk wants she's to do. She's too
4: woke for her own good. Let me put it that way. She's too woke for her own good. Everything the Democrats have ever wanted to do, because they couldn't get the presidency, they've tried impeachment, they've tried everything else, they are taking advantage of this crisis. That bill didn't spring up overnight. It was crafted carefully. It's probably been in the works, my opinion, for a long time. There's too okay. much in it. It didn't right. just happen.
0: John Elliott just sent me a... Uh, an instant message here on our uh, show, and it says there will be no relief bill, Dave. Reco- uh, Republicans want to give assistance to the job creators, and liberals do not. Well, John, I'm going to tell you, they're go- there's going to be a relief bill. It's going to happen because the liberals want to have a party to come back to after this is all over with, and they know they got to do something. But the Republicans show a little bit of spine this time and really— call them out on what's happening all right we got news coming up we got to get that uh, elizabeth will be back at eight o'clock and the bible guys are up next here on the dave ellswick show stay tuned more coming your way 101.1 fm the answer into the second hour we're after 7 o'clock right now 7.06 to be exact and uh, we're looking at about 54 degrees in Little Rock around the area Pine Bluff sitting at 57 Hot Springs at 54 Conway's at 53 and Cabot is at 54 this will be a different way of doing the uh the Bible guys today. Scott Stewart is in Little Rock and by phone. Billy Miller is out in the Cabot area just as I am. both of us uh, or Billy is on phone i 'm on what 's called a comrex uh, that well, Billy's puts me not directly that. back in oh Billy hasn 't called in yet, okay. We expect Billy to call in any moment and Steve Hess who's in uh, at the Air Force Base, is going to be taking lunch from uh, his uh, work here at about the bottom of the hour, and he'll join us uh, as well. So it is as it should be with technology. We can make the show happen, but because of COVID-19, we're being asked to do it just a bit different. And uh, Scott, how are you doing? Everything holding up well with you and and what's going on at Agape Church because of COVID-19?
6: Yes, sir. Everything is holding up well with me and my uh, my family um, we've uh, we have stopped having our regular office hours and everybody is doing their their work from home now so everybody's working remotely uh, but that, that like, like you said with technology it works fine so we've been able to you know people can r- remote into their computers in their offices and my uh, IT guys can remote into people's computers in their homes and fix problems that they're having if they're having issues. Um, of course, we're, we're communicating by text and email and and so forth. So, um, as far as working like that, we're all we're all good. We are still actually um, meeting on Sunday. Uh, we've okay. uh, come up with a plan. Uh, we've divided up our services into two different services. Uh, one at nine o'clock that deals with that's for people fifty years old and older that don't have children. And you know, our church day we have a campus that has several auditoriums on on site and so we break up the people groups into um the smaller numbers close to the 50 number in different uh, in different parts of the building and we pipe in the message coming in from the main sanctuary i mean you know all that being said and then, then there's 11 o'clock service that deals with people that are like 50 or 49 and younger with all their kids um but you know we're still only having a fraction of our people that are actually showing up for it so mm-hmm. um it's it's not it's not ideal, um, but uh, until we get an executive order from the governor, or until we get some uh, something uh, official saying no meetings at all, we're going to keep pressing forward and doing what we can to to meet with the people. Uh, yeah. all those who want to come. That is anyway.
0: You know, this last weekend was the first weekend for New Life Church, where I go. Churches, people know I do New Life Church in Cabot. Uh, all of their campuses. Uh, had service by streaming. Rick Bazette gave the message. It was a really good message. Uh, But from what we're hearing, the president may start loosening up the whole social distancing thing for people who are younger. Uh, Folks like me that are as old as dirt and still ride a brontosaurus into work. Is it
6: uphill both ways for you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it takes me a while, man. I leave early early to get on time uh, in the morning. And bottom line just to uh to get there, they're going to tell me to stay socially distant from everywhere. Most liberals enjoy that I stay distant from them. Right, right, right.
6: Well, I I bet
0: um yeah, so at our church we we've tried to do the best we can to
6: to separate uh, the 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 ages, of the more and the older people. And we're telling those that are much older and any type of health conditions or underlying health issues to just to uh, stay away altogether. But uh, Agape Church is open for services on um, on Sunday, at least for uh, at least for the time being. Uh, I, that's interesting. You say the president was thinking of loosening up the restrictions for the younger because I, had, you know, you hear all kinds of things. I thought he was actually possibly leaning towards shutting everything down.
0: No, no. He said that he can't. He's not going to he's not going to shut the economy completely off. He said to do that. Make it very difficult to get it going again, so uh, look, that. yeah you know for look sure. for look for them to to uh, start loosening things up so people can go to restaurants and things of that nature, and this economy uh, can start getting uh, get going again and hopefully this package that should pass this week uh, or this today in the Senate according to schumer uh, will help businesses uh, be able to bridge. Uh, between the 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 business they lost and the business they will gain back once they're allowed to get open again.
6: Wow, well, that would be that would be great. Uh, uh, just on another note, um, I'm glad to hear you say that um, Rick um, spoke to you guys. The last time I spoke with Rick was he had just basically said he's taking a uh, a, uh, a sabbatical until uh, until Easter time.
0: So, yeah, um, he he so, did good. He sounded really good because his voice was just about gone. He was yeah. he was just talking too much. God, he was, you know. People ask him to speak; he speaks, and uh, he feels like you know if he's asked to preach, he preaches. Problem yeah. is, you 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 got to understand, you're still a human being. We're all flesh and blood. Right.
6: Yeah. Yeah. We we spoke uh, just uh, we spoke for um, for uh, oh. I don't know ten fifteen minutes before he told me. He said, "You know, the, you know, the board has basically said I need to go on a forced uh, sabbatical because my my voice is uh, is leaving me." And he said, well, "I need rest. I'm, I'm I'm basically worn out." So, um, so to hear he's back uh, speaking again makes me happy.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Well, speaking about speaking, has Billy joined us yet? No, sir. Oh, wow. Don't know where right, Billy thanks. is. He's supposed to join us. Anyway, I got a question for you. Here, are sure. you ready for the first one? Yeah, uh, do it. Is this virus a judgment of God on the United States? It seems no. out of control, and I just want to know how to pray and how to position myself in relation to it. What am I supposed to think about it? What do I do with it? I know answering this question is going to help a lot of people because everyone is talking about this now. So there you go, Scott. Evidently, people he's talking about, this is something they're talking about.
6: Yeah, yeah. I think any time we have a situation where, you know, kind of an uncontrollable uh, thing begins to happen, I think people automatically go to the possibility of it being a judgment from the Lord. And quite honestly, you, you always have that, you know, you always have to fall back and ask that question. But I think the question said, this is a judgment on the United States. This, this thing is happening all over the world. It's um, it's not just uh, something related to to our country, um, and uh, I don't I don't necessarily feel that uh, that it is. I think that um, you know God will bring good out of everything, and so I know that through this whole thing, a lot of good is going to to come. I'm not going to be able to put my finger on exactly what that is. I think it'll be different for for everybody. Uh, but the way we should position ourselves is, um, if you feel that this particular uh, virus has come and it's destroying aspects or elements of your family, uh, you're to position yourself against it, just like you would anything else coming to uh, to rob your uh, your life. The Bible says in John's Gospel, it says that that uh, the thief, the enemy, that is the devil, comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I came that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. So I think in, until we know, I mean, if you, if you you know, if God tells you this is a judgment on certain things, and that's a different story. But if we don't know that, and this is just something that's come in and is, is decimating the planet, I think that what we have to do is we position ourselves that this is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give life, so I'm going to position myself in battle array against it, and I'm going to be, uh, praying against it i'm going to be rebuking it I'm going to be pleading the blood of jesus I'm going to be uh, declaring the victory over it uh, I'm going to resist it so you need to uh, look at this thing as if it is as if it is invading force into your life into your business if you're a business person um, if it's attacking anyone in your family uh, this is something that's come to steal and to kill and destroy from your life so you need to position yourself to fight it and we fight it with the scripture. And there are many verses that we can uh, that we can use to do that. Um, if anyone's listening, I encourage you just to go to uh, uh, Agape Church LR, that our Facebook page. We've posted um, a whole bunch of scriptures that you can use during this time to stand and to fight. And that's how we know that Jesus uh, did. You know, whenever the devil came and tempted him in the in the wilderness, the way he fought off the enemy was, if you remember, he used the scripture. He kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written, every time the devil said something. So that's what we do. Um, So we've given people uh, loads of scriptures that they can use uh, during this time that they can declare it is written when thoughts come into your head about, um, you know, you're going to lose your business, or thoughts come into your head about uh, your family's going to catch this thing. Um, There's a lot of fear-mongering out there, and at this point, uh, the world needs security and it needs stability, and it needs people who are not afraid. And we are the church, and we're that place of security and safety that they can go right now and um, and find that. Especially when you, when you have people like uh, you know like the governor of New York saying everybody's going to get this, and that just genders so much fear in uh, in people. And and that's not true. It's not true. And so I encourage you to to not walk in fear, walk in faith. The Bible says. That God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I don't see any sound-mindedness about this. Um, I mean, you think about it, Dave. Everybody's buying all this toilet paper. um, But, you know, this is is not a, a, a virus that attacks your bowels. Yeah. You know, it doesn't give you dysentery. It doesn't attack your bowels. It, it's a respiratory thing. So why is all the toilet paper gone? I honestly don't. It's, it's fear-based. You know, there's nothing that makes sense about it uh, in, that, uh, in that respect. So, so I think we have, we have unbridled fear that's running around, and, and so we have to be people of faith. And how do you get faith? The Bible tells us in the book of Romans, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if you're hearing a lot of bad stuff about this coronavirus, you should put yourself in a position to where you're also hearing the good news of the Scripture, because that's where faith is going to come. And faith will balance you out. Faith will cause you to be fearless. It will cause you to be victorious. It will cause you to be able to handle this stuff without running around and doing, doing crazy stuff during this time.
0: All right, Bible guys on uh, during this hour. Scott. Uh, is here scott stewart is the pastor of agape church uh, uh what's the address again uh, scott for the people who need to know where to go
6: yeah it's 701 napa valley drive that's in little rock and our service times right now are at uh, at nine for those that are 50 and older that don't have any children uh and then at, at 11 for those that are younger than that uh that have kids
0: all right. So keep that uh, in mind. L R dot com. Or that's wrong. Uh, what's the, what's the website again?
6: It's a uh, uh, ACLR, and that stands for Agape Church Little Rock. ACLR dot org. All
0: right. Rock, you can find all the information you need there. It's 19 minutes after 7. Uh, if you've got an email that you want to send us, you can do so at BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. Or you can call in and ask your question directly uh, to Scott. And we hope Billy will be with us in a moment. We know Steve is going to be at the bottom of the hour, 501 Currently still 54 degrees, looking for a high of 72, strong southerly winds today uh, here uh, for all of you to know about that that that's coming and then we'll return with more of the Bible guys right after this break on 101.1 FM the answer back with you at uh, 723 54 degrees high of 72 today decreasing clouds clear tonight low of 47 and for your Wednesday or hump day mostly sunny and pleasant high of 60 Five degrees. Today is a uh, you know Bible guy day. They're here on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, Scott is with us. We expected to hear from Billy, but he hasn't called in yet. Uh, Scott will, or pardon me, Steve will call in at the bottom of the hour. Uh, here's a question for he Says, dear dear Bible, yeah, go ahead. Dave,
6: uh, could I just go ahead and I just want to clarify something about our our, our service so people don't get freaked out a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Listen. The uh, as far as when we do have the service, we have taken all the precautions so that even though uh, we're open, um, the all the doors in the building outside the building and inside the building are all propped open, so no one has to grab a handle and pull it. Good um, job. The, offer, the offering buckets are actually placed in stationary places where people can just put their offering in it without having to touch or pass a an offering plate or an offering bucket. Uh, we have uh, we only allow. Certain amount of people in a in a, in a row, and their space two and three rows apart. So we have a, we have our auditorium can seat over 2,000 people, and we're only allowing, and you know, we only allow uh, 50 or so people in a, an auditorium that seats 2,000. You have a lot of social distancing. Good. So, so we've taken all those precautions. We only have a shuttle that runs around the parking lot because our our church is on top of a hill. We have 12 levels of parking is we have a shuttle that runs around the parking lot where the shuttle's not running because that puts people in a close area with each other, and so we're not running that. So we've, uh, we've done all these things that we can to make sure that even though the building is open, that people actually don't have contact. When we dismiss the service, we dismiss in funeral style, and that means basically we dismiss by row, starting in the back, that role will leave the building, and the next role will leave, and so forth. So, you can actually come to church, have worship, hear the word, uh, participate in worshiping the Lord, in all different ways that you would normally do—prayer and giving, and so forth—and leave, and never have uh, contact with anybody any more than fifteen or twenty, thirty feet from somebody.
0: Yeah, you—you uh, so, you guys have done your due diligence. That's a good thing.
6: Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. Hopefully, that clar- clarifies yeah. in case someone.
0: Okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, that's and, uh, that's great. No. You did. You did good. Uh, hey, Scott, did we get that Amy Grant song for us? Scott. Yeah. Um, or Scott, I mean, pardon me, Russ. Did we get okay. uh, the Amy Grant song? Uh, negative. Okay, we don't have it. All right. So, got a question. And did, this is the. It was that Amy Grant song that I was going to play. That which uh, one is it? El, should uh, I? I was going to. Yeah, he'll Russ will get it for us. Uh, big hit I for Amy Grant. And here's a question yeah. for you. I was wondering about the term El Shaddai. What does it mean? I heard someone saying that it means the many-breasted one, and then people saying that God is both male and female. Can you speak into this for me, please? I always thought that it meant God Almighty, but that may be just the, the English translation. I'm not sure. But uh, I'll let you uh, talk a little bit about it. We got about four minutes left here before news.
6: Yeah, uh, no, you're you're right, Dave. The the name El uh, Shaddai means uh, God Almighty, or like the the all sufficient, all powerful uh, God, and uh, the person has heard a lot of people. I mean, the question is probably asking this because there's a lot of people who have said in the past that it means the many-breasted one, um, because uh, dealing with the word um, kind of being. Um, uh, more than enough or something like that. But they also, there's a slight misunderstanding uh, with the word shad in Hebrew means uh, breast. And so when they hear the word El Shad I, they're thinking it means a lot of, one well, with lots of breast. And uh, and it's true, there are some people who will say, well, see, God has both male and female characteristics, and so but, but that's a problem with the, the way it's translated. And I've never heard a, a true um hebrew scholar ever say that i've heard a lot of people um that are not hebrew scholars repeating that that phrase so um it but it does not mean um many breasted one it does i mean to say the many breasted one none of those words in it like the is not in the word el shaddai um Many is not in that phrase. I mean, the word for the is the is the word ha. The word for many is brav. Um, the word for um, if it, dealing with more than one breast would be em. So all these words that are needed to actually make that phrase work don't even exist in it. So, and also the word shad also has to do with like a majestic, a picture of like it's a, the most enormous uh, mountain in the entire world. It gives the the image of. The Almighty One. So, you're right in that sense, Dave. The word El Shaddai actually means uh, God Almighty. It does not mean um, the many-breasted One. God does not have uh, two genders or anything like that. He fully represents Himself um, as um, as male. Obviously, we know God is a spirit, and so there's a. Obviously, I don't know if you can quantify God or put Him in a box, but everything He does represents Him in the masculine. I mean, Jesus came as the full representation. Of who God is, he says, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So there was nothing, uh, you know, feminine about Jesus. He was he was fully masculine. So. Uh, no, it, there is no, you can't translate that word to being the many-breasted one. Have, have you ever heard that before, Dave? No,
0: I had never heard it before. Like I said, uh, El Shaddai, as far as I was concerned, meant God Almighty. And we'll listen to Amy Grant. She'll take us up to the uh, uh, the news. And then uh, Scott and I will be back with more of the Bible, guys. You're the
3: God who really sees. And by your might you set your children. El Shaddai, El Shall El, El Yona Adonai Age to age you're still the same by the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shall die, Er
0: All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you with us. Uh, Steve uh, Hess, Pastor Steve Hess, has joined us as well. Steve, thanks for being part of, of the show today. Uh, Absolutely. Let's start start off, and Scott Stewart, pastor of Agape, is here. Uh, Steve, what can we do about the virus? Should we fast, hold prayer meetings, hold repentance meetings, and secondarily, what should be the response of pastors if churches are commanded to close their doors because of this whole social distancing stuff? Your take on that.
1: Um. Well, I think always holding prayer and fasting in repentance meetings are a good thing. Uh, The idea of constantly seeking the presence of the Lord and the face of the Lord uh, for anything that may be a shortcoming in our lives, i.e., a sin, is something that we should always be doing. Whether or not uh, I am not one that's very quick to to cite something, see something like this and call it the judgment of God and say it's the result of sin. Um, It's just, I think, I think. Pastors that do that need to be very cautious because when they do that around hurricanes or other things, we could go back in history and go, well, hey, there was a period of time in which church was, uh, uh, the the country was doing right, and it was holy and righteous, and there wasn't abortions and homosexuality and all these other prominent, if you will, sins um, around. But yet we still had hurricanes, we still had earthquakes, and we had these things. So we just need to be cautious before we start uh, attributing to these kind of things to God. So I think that though, apart from that, uh, whether this is something that is sent by the hand of God or it 's just the result of living in a fallen world it 's always good to pray and fast to try and uh, to seek God and ask him to move and intervene in the situation regardless of the reason for it so um, that 's always good as far as shutting the doors um, i 've heard both sides of the argument um, I think it 's a wise thing um, to if it if it 's continuing down this path to follow the mandate of of the leaders, and do some social distancing. Uh, But I don't think people should look at it like some of the people I see looking at it is It's government overreach, government control, trying to shut down the church. I don't don't think that's the case. I think they're just trying to uh, um, be as safe as possible. It does put the church in a a little bit of an issue because sometimes we want to go, hey, uh, well, we're just going to stand in faith and not believe that anything's going to come and we're still going to meet and i understand that view um uh and if i i, I wasn't able to make services this past weekend because uh, my daughter works at a local hospital and, and there was a potential of some contacts and we just stayed away Uh but if people are, are separating for the safety and using wisdom um, then i think that's a good balance as well i just think we need to be cautious to say well we're just going to continue to defy because we have faith um, I just, I'm not there. I'm not sure what Pastor Scott stands on that.
0: All right, so Pastor Scott, how about you? Yeah. What's your take on this? Yeah,
6: um, uh, we've, um, we, hey Steve, how you doing? I'm glad you joined us. Hey, um, we, um, as Steve knows, we had service this weekend, and you've heard me say say how we've used the, as much you know wisdom as we could as far as keeping people separated from each other and and so forth. So we're we're trying to walk both. Uh, Both, you know, using the natural wisdom that's been uh, suggested by the government, but then again, we also feel that that in a time when the world is sick, uh, it needs a place where um, people can find uh, hope and healing. And when when the world is scared, they need a place where they can find um, security. So, I think that you know, the Bible says that the church is is the ground and the pillar of the truth, and I think that we need to be as available to them as we can without jeopardizing anyone. It's a hard uh, line to walk. But, you know, when the government says, we, you know, all non-essential places need to be closed, um, I feel that the church is one of the most, if not the most, essential place in the country. You know, they haven't stopped, if you drive by your local Walmart, they haven't stopped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people going to Walmart. They haven't stopped hundreds of people going to Lowe's. They haven't stopped uh, 3,000 babies a day being massacred at abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I know, uh, abortion is not a, um, an operation that has to happen immediately. It's non-essential, uh, but they mm-hmm. haven't stopped killing babies. They, there's, they haven't stopped the Congress from assembling. And there's 430 in one house and 100 in the other house. They, there are certain things the government sees as being essential. Um, that I think are entirely irrelevant. I think the church is the most essential uh, um, place in our country. Um, and if you remember, um, who was it? That, who was the French guy who came to the country back in the 1800s? Uh, Alex de Troqueville or something like that?
0: That's it. You um, got it right.
6: Yeah, so he comes over here. He's sent by the French government to say, why is this nation, this new fledgling nation, America, become what it has become? Go find us the answer. And he came back and he said, America is great because America is good, and America is good because from the pulpits of America roars a message uh, that changes people. And so I think that, you know, the hope of the country uh, is, of course, Jesus. And the place you're going to find that is a place that is, is being limited. So I think there's a—I don't see why you would—I mean, I see, I see the wisdom on one side. I'm not giving a very good answer. It's a hard decision— but I think that yeah. as long as I can keep the doors open, and I mean, until the government, governor says this is an executive order, um, I think that we will do what we can to continue to meet within wisdom. But then if they say, okay, we're shutting the church down, you cannot meet in the building, you know, between the three of us and everybody listening, um, I'm going to have outdoor meetings. We'll fill our parking lot right. with people who want to sit in their car with their windows down, bring out speaker systems, and we're going to preach the gospel. Um, because the message we carry is the message that changes the world. Um, when the world is scared, we're we're, we're courageous. When you know, I'm I'm have to go down this whole this whole list here, but I think that we we have to um, let the world see. I mean, quite honestly, Dave, Steve, this is our moment to shine. We yeah. are the church, and and I don't think that we can uh, just follow the herd mentality. And then again, we're using the wisdom we have. I mean, we had, you know, you know, I opened up our church on Sunday. I mean, I didn't have any more than you know, hundred forty, hundred fifty people show up. Um, but that's perfectly fine. I, I don't, I don't want people that are ill to come to the church, as far as those who might be susceptible. I don't want, you know, underlying condition people to come. I don't want people to be in harm's way. But at the same time, I think we have to be open for business, as it were, to preach the gospel in a time where people are um, are in great need.
0: All right, Steve, before we Amen. leave you, I'm, I want to move on to the next uh, question because it's, it's uh, kind of directed to you. It says, I heard Pastor Steve say a few weeks ago that he feels things would get bad in the U.S. In fact, uh, I was surprised that he said he wished it would just go ahead and get started or something to that effect. Kind of scared me, but uh, is this what is what he's referring would happen. So I'll let you take that one on, Steve. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, the My intent of the statement was uh, not to wish for bad things or the judgment of the Lord or the day of the Lord. Uh, because when I how I explain to people, I'm excited about the possibility of the return of the Lord like every believer should be. But what Amen. a lot of people forget is that accompanied with the return of the Lord is the judgment is the ultimate day of the Lord. And a lot of times people read in the book of Revelation where it talks about when the Lamb comes, that His robe was dipped in blood. And for a lot, of time, a lot of years you would hear that preached as the Lamb that was dipped in blood. And that's not what that means. It's actually coming from the area of the book of Isaiah where it talks about how God's robe will be dipped in blood at judgment. And what that means is when Yeshua comes back, He's going to come for salvation for those who are waiting, but He's coming for judgment who have rejected. And so we shouldn't look for it with excitement. But what my statement was is I've been studying um, prophecy and, and seeing the course of the way that our nation is going and, and everything, and we couldn't help but expect this to happen. This is not what I expect to happen. be quite honest, this is just a fraction of what I expect to happen in the coming days because of how I view prophetic things. I believe that. In order for this globalist and one-world government all that kind of stuff to happen is America's got to be knocked off the shelf. And this is not going to knock America off the shelf. It, it will be far worse. It, it, this is my interpretation of prophecy. It doesn't mean that, um, that revival cannot happen in the midst of peace. But the trend has been, and how it, God dealt with Israel, was whence judgment came, then repentance came. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I hope that this would be like a wake up call, and that people would um, listen to people like Pastor Scott and like other churches that are saying that we need to be a light, we need to be a beacon in the midst of all this and not be afraid and oh by the way, if you do have sin in your life, you better get on your face and ask God to forgive you because this is nothing and so yeah. the, the other The other idea of why I wanted to get going is because when you don 't when you kind of sense something 's rumbling, you just wait for it to happen and when something happens or you're attacked, you know your enemy. And when you don't know your enemy, it's very anxious. And, and so that's what I, really what I meant by that was I just wish it would manifest so we know which way to go. That was kind of my mentality of that, but I do not. I fear the coming of the Lord, not because I'm afraid of Jesus, but I'm afraid of those who don't know him.
0: Okay. Makes a, that's a great answer, Steve. I really think so. Scott, we're going to hold you around. Steve, are you going to be able to hang or do you got to go?
1: Um, I think I got a few minutes. I let my students go on break, and I haven't seen them come back yet. So,
0: <laughs> okay, all right. The smoke lantern is on. Let's take a break. Well, do you guys still say that? No. No, you not don't say that. Church, not
6: our church we don't know, Dave. Okay,
0: I didn't think that you guys would say it. I'm just wondering <laughs> if the Air Force still said the smoking lantern is on. It's uh, 746, 14 minutes till 8. 72 for our high today, 55 degrees our temperature right now. We're back with the Bible, guys. 101.1 FM, the answer. All right, 10 minutes till 8, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, PI Roofing, able to offer state-of-the-art video communications to keep everyone uh, safe during this time of COVID-19. They're turning this crisis into an opportunity uh, for you by coming up with new ways to connect with their customers to help them solve their problems. Don't let your roof be a concern, whatever it is, Uh, Just contact the folks at PI Roofing and they're going to do their very best for you. They offer emergency assistance, flexible payment options, video conferencing, non-invasive appointments, express production times, and, of course, with all of that, peace of mind. During the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, we're adjusting the way we do business, says Joel Johnson. Contact them today at 707-3551 or go to piroofing.com. And please let them know that you heard about them through my show here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish up this segment now with uh, the Bible guys. They come in or join us every Tuesday. They're joining today. They're, You know, S- uh, Scott is in Little Rock. Uh, Steve is at the air base. I'm up in Cabot, and we're all communicating via f- phone and, and uh, Comrex at the station, and Russ is mixing it all together and doing a superb job uh, for us. Eight minutes till eight. Got another question for you guys uh, that I want to ask you. Uh, this one dealing with... You know, with all the stuff that's, that's going on, some things that we should be uh, thinking about. Let me, I'm pulling the question up as I speak again because I had moved uh, to something else, and now I'm moving back to the question. I just got to find it. and Can I go ahead and speak
6: I? into something else right now, Dave? Yeah, go ahead. I just want to, going back to uh, the previous question, the question before last, Um, And it was uh, about holding different meetings, prayer and and repentance and fasting. And I totally echo uh, Pastor Steve's uh, words there. I would like to just just say that um, when it comes to fasting, just in case anybody's confused about that, fasting is not something you do to twist God's arm to get him to do something. Um, Fasting is something that actually positions you um, in a better place. Uh, to hear God puts you in a better place to be able to receive from the Lord or get direction. It doesn't force God to do something. Because I, I think sometimes people think, well, if I punish myself and my body enough, God will feel sufficiently sorry for me that he'll actually do something. And just so you know, fasting is not it, that it does not use that way. It doesn't work like that. It's really meant to position you uh, to, be, at, to put in a, be in a place where you can better know and hear things of God.
0: Interesting. That's that's kind of going back to the and still to this day, for instance, over in the uh, Philippines uh, around the Easter time through yeah. Lent, uh, they they use whips on their backs and things to show to show uh, their humility before God. God wants mm-hmm. doesn't want to see them bleeding. He wants to see a no. broken heart. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the last question for you guys to to talk about today. we got about six minutes left. Uh, lastly, and totally unrelated to any of the previous questions, how do we know how the personal name of God is pronounced if it is not to be pronounced in the first place?
1: <laughs> um, I'm give you, I'll give you my take, and then I'll, I'll let Pastor Scott finish, and then I'll have to get back. Um, okay. Well, there's two thoughts. There are several people out there who will tell you that they know exactly. Um, some will tell you that it, uh, God's name is pronounced Yahweh, and some will tell you it's pronounced Jehovah, like Je- Jehovah, like Jehovah Witnesses say it. Uh, but then others will tell you that we don't know it. That the rabbis actually kept that hidden, and that some of the scribal marks were purposefully done that way, so we would never know how to pronounce the name. Uh, but if that quote-unquote conspiracy theory of the rabbis is not true, um, then what we have is the the marks that tell us how to pronounce it. Um, But even within the marks, there is debate on whether or not that is the accurate um, pronunciation. And most people would go with Yahweh, but then, like I said, there's another group that say um, Yehovah, Yehovah. But then, a lot of things that some people don't understand also is the the full name of God that was given to Moses is different than his name. the the uh, the Tetragrammaton uh, is that people kind of referred to it as the full name given to Moses in three, uh, Exodus three. I'm sorry, uh, and it's different than the full than what we're used to hearing. But again, there's just like all things biblical, there's a debate on uh, which is the right way, and it's a blessing. But I got to run. See you guys.
0: All right, we'll talk to you later, Steve. Let's go back to you, Scott, your take on this question.
6: Yeah, uh, most people, uh, whenever I came into, uh, uh, when I got got older and I began to hear and know more about this, I heard people, for the most part, pronouncing the name of God as Jehovah. Um, And just on a very elementary level, uh, there's no way his name could be Jehovah because there's no J in the Hebrew alphabet. So you can't be Jehovah. There's there's no person named Jacob, there's no one named Joseph, um, there's no one named Jesus, uh, because there's no J. So right off the bat, the idea of Jehovah uh, is out the window because you can't use a J in a language where there is no J. As a matter of fact, there was no J in the English language until after the time of Shakespeare. Shakespeare had never heard of anybody called Jesus, for example, uh, because there was no J. Um the uh, the reason why we have uh part of the problem is because we we, the English speakers, took the spelling of the name of God from the Latin when Jerome translated the Vulgate. He uh he spelled the he spelled it with uh he actually spelled the name of Jehovah with a or Yahweh with an I uh, and that I became a J in the English language. I'm forgetting the exact year. Um as a matter of fact, the King James Bible in sixteen eleven, if you read the original ones. There's no J's. The name of Jesus is not is not Jesus in the original King James Bible. It's Yesus uh, in the King James Bible originally. There is no Jehovah. So um, there, this whole idea of Jehovah is, is relatively a new invention when you look at the whole span of time. But going back to the Tetragrammatron, which is the four letters that spell the name of God, just using the, the basic uh, uh, principles of Hebraic interpretation, it can really only be um, Yahweh, and um, and really not anything
0: else. Very interesting to say the yeah. least. A lot of that's kind of getting in the in the weeds a little bit, but I it can is, understand. Yeah. I can understand people asking that question for the simple reason uh, it's talked about in the Bible, you know. And yeah. and then we hear all the time. You, you hear, well, you're not supposed to say the name. Well, then why did they tell us how to pronounce it? I mean, it's, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I mean, I understand exactly. what the guy's saying.
6: Yeah, it's actually mentioned over six I think it's six thousand eight hundred times the name Yahweh appears in the scripture. So it wouldn't make any sense. We're not supposed to say it. The Bible does say don't take the name of Yahweh your God lightly. And so what they do is to avoid taking the name of Yahweh lightly. That's so what in the Ten Commandments, what they do is they say, We better not even pronounce it at all for fear that we might use it too lightly. And so that's why they stopped saying it.
0: Um, All right. Yeah. All right. We're done, Scott. We appreciate right. you. You and your family stay well. Uh, keep, the, the, keep the church uh, preaching the gospel. And, brother, we'll talk Amen. to you again next Tuesday.
6: Okay. Be well, my friend. Be well. God All
0: fun. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. now. We'll go out with Amy Grant. Here's the Dave Ellswick Show as we get ready for news at 101.1 <laughs> FM, The Answer. Oh, no, we go, and uh, looking uh, here at uh, the news, Senate makes progress on a $2 trillion bill. Senate is expected to vote today, says Schumer. So if Schumer is telling us they're going to vote on it, uh, then probably uh, I can ascertain uh, that uh, it's going to pass. Because he wouldn't be telling everybody, watch what we're going to do uh, if they weren't going to do something. So we'll see what goes on. If you haven't heard, the uh, Tokyo Games, the Olympics, have been put on uh, hold for at least until next year uh, due to the uh, pandemic that is uh, uh, happening at this uh, uh, point. Fox News is hosting a virtual town hall with Trump uh, today, his task force as well. Let me get you more information Mm -hmm. on that quickly. Uh, Fox News News Channel. Yeah, it's 12 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock our time. Uh, So the uh, president and his team will be answering text and video questions that you submit as far as that's uh, concerned. is the way it, it's going to go. By the way, uh, Rush, who comes on at 11 o'clock, our time, uh, Ru- uh, Todd Herman will be in uh, for Rush today, just so that uh, you're aware of that. Uh, again, uh, the Japan Japan's prime minister is saying that uh, he wants to have a uh, one-year wait now uh, for the olympics that's a good thing for the athletes the athletes right now didn't know whether uh to to get into the hard part of uh their workouts and uh, uh things to get ready for uh the uh, olympics or not this gives them at least a a, a timetable uh to reach and i would hope that uh by a year from now we'll have this particular virus under enough control uh, that we won't have to worry about having the Olympics in uh, 2021. All right, so the big story locally that's going on right now, just so you'll know, I got a text early on today uh, and came from one of my sources. Let me pull it up for us so we can uh, look at it. And let me get it here. i got to find it. Here it is. And it says, let me read this to you, Elizabeth, because you'll want to hear this. Um, mm. This is from Mint- Missy Thomas Irvin, uh, Senator Irvin, uh, up in Stone County. It is critical that we, the legislature, give at Asa Hutchinson the ability to make all Uh, decisions as quickly as possible to support our health care workers and system on the front lines. I expressed that we needed a special session on Saturday to give him the tools to do this. And just a moment ago, I saw, saw where the governor has now asked Uh, for a special session on Saturday. The Capitol has been closed uh, by the Secretary of State. Evidently, he'll open the Capitol up for the uh, uh, Senate and House to come in. No word at Mm -hmm. this time if they're going to allow people to come in to watch what's going on with their government. Your thoughts on that, uh, uh, Elizabeth?
4: Well, this goes along with what we're seeing in today's news also, that he is publicizing that Arkansas is expecting a $353 million budget hit from, you know, the coronavirus. Um, I didn't see that they were going to meet on Saturday. I hope that they have cleaned and set up the legislature appropriately for social distancing. I truly do not want to see our legislature become ill and uh, we have a fiscal session also coming up soon. I don't know how this is all going to work together, but he has cut our state budget by $353 million in anticipation of the money that needs to be spent to keep people um, employed. It's uh, getting getting real.
0: Yeah, the uh, you sent me a story here that uh, has been posted by Arkansas Online Uh, Because of changes brought by the uh, COVID-19, the governor is talking about cutbacks. However, how much... Did we have in the Rainy Day Fund? Does the story go mm-hmm. into that? Because I try to go to it, and it, it blocks me out because I don't have our our password and, oh, and sign in password. right now. Yeah, so I can't see the story more than a few seconds. Thank you, Arkansas Actually, Online.
4: Uh, don't think it says anything about, let's see, he plans to call a special session before the fiscal session on April 8th to authorize him to tap into 173 million in unallocated surplus funds to okay. help fill budget holes and potential needs uh DFNA is saying that we expect Arkansas expects to collect about 160 million dollars less in general revenue than originally projected because of the slowdown let's call it um he's also of course extended the state tax Deadline from April 15th to July 15th to mirror the federal tax deadline. Correct. Uh, It doesn't say anything about the rainy day fund. Um, Gosh, I don't have that at my fingertips, but let's see if we can look it up.
0: Yeah, it would seem that if they need additional funds, they've got them because they've been ahead of the curve quite a few times each, uh, each quarter. Now, on top of that... Nothing being said that he's going to ask for any kind of tax increase in this, correct?
4: Well, not at this moment. They're not saying that. Um, You know, it's pretty easy to find some quick stuff here. See an article also from Northwest Arkansas Online, which is the Northwest Arkansas version of the Democrat Gazette. It was back on March 22nd back on March 22nd, which was Sunday, uh, says Arkansas is the seventh worst among the states in the number of days of operating expenses that its rainy day funds would cover. And it says here that our rainy day fund will, um, let's see, it was created in 2016 at the end of fiscal 2019, Arkansas's fund reserve fund had enough money to cover nine point nine days of state spending with one hundred and fifty three million dollars.
0: Okay, we're
4: we're what a couple hundred million short. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty serious. Uh, Just on that topic, the average, the median for all the states was enough money to cover twenty seven point nine days.
0: So It we're makes, really makes like you wonder, does it, not, does it not make you wonder with all this additional revenue that has been coming on, uh, in, mm-hmm. what it's been used for?
4: It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. And they talked about, I, I think, of the marijuana industry popping up with all the so-called tax money coming in. And I have yet to see what's going on with that money and where it's getting spent. No, we're going to have tax increases. I don't see how our government on every level can withstand this. Here in Faulkner County, there was a huge push. Um, Let's see, last week, the 17th, yeah, March 17th, uh, our quorum court here passed an emergency situation to ensure that county employees get paid if they're sent home. And sure enough, yesterday, our county declared level three and sent everybody home. So nobody can withstand no tax income. I mean, no revenue.
3: Mm-hmm. It,
4: it's, this is what you guys were talking about yesterday, the cure. And I think from what I heard Trump say yesterday that perhaps they'll be looking at, I don't know, some different types of, some different types of quarantine situations. Perhaps they're looking at a way to quarantine folks who are more in uh, the line of fire than some others. I don't know what they're looking to do, but I don't think they can withstand. Mr. Moore, Stephen Moore, economist, said it yesterday. Three weeks would kill our country
3: economically.
0: Yeah, yeah would have Three weeks uh, serious, serious uh, repercussions against small businesses and and uh, considerations of, of that ilk. So uh, this is going to be interesting because why here, here's a question for you. If you're not getting enough revenue in right now uh, to pay your bills, how do you expect to get more revenue by taxing the people who are suffering not getting revenue from their businesses?
4: I totally am with you. I hear the printing press is starting up.
0: Yeah, right? but can, I mean, I, I don't know if they can run. That type of uh of of a deficit here in the state of Arkansas, I think that's that's against the Constitution, is it not but when I, has I, when I, has the Constitution gotten in the way of doing something and expediting something
4: I think again, as everybody keeps saying, we are in such uncharted territory. I think that it is important for uh patriots and conservatives to keep a close eye on what government is doing at the same time you have to either either believe in our government or we don't now sure i'm very skeptical on many levels anybody anybody knows that at the same time though we do live in america we are the greatest country in the world we have innovation we have a lot of smart people and i think we can we can make it we can make it things are going to be really different but mm-hmm. we can make it
0: Yeah, I'm all about uh, doing things that need to get done, but I'm also very cognizant of the fact that we don't want them to run over our Constitution to get those things done. Those those things were passed for a specific reason, and uh, I'm afraid that if— uh you you just start willy-nilly uh, and saying well we're going to do this and we're going to do that uh well the constitution says no well that doesn't mean anything we can we can mold and meld and bend the constitution to what we need that makes me awful awful it's, uh you know concerned
4: it's spooky and it, it the DOJ as a good example Are you aware that the DOJ, folks out there, the DOJ has asked to suspend certain, um, gosh, I hate to say this this way, constitutionally protected rights that have to do with access to our judges and our courts? And uh, one thing they're talking about is, you know, we have the right to appear before a judge when you're arrested within a pretty short period of time. Yes, And that's one of the things they're talking about right now. It says uh, any statutes or rules of procedure affecting pre-arrest, post-arrest, pre-trial, trial, trial, and post-trial procedures in criminal and juvenile proceedings, all civil processes and proceedings. Um, Mm. I know one thing that happened locally is our judges here went and immediately implemented video um, appearances for first appearance. And apparently that's I don't know. Maybe something they weren't able to do before. Uh, you know, Lots of talk about habeas corpus. I don't mean to go down the rat hole with the DOJ, but this was a concerning issue. And if you're out there watching these concerning issues, you might want to keep an eye. Um, we've got to manage the situation, but I'm with you. We don't need to change. Most of this can – a lot of this, I think, can go away. Not necessarily with the DOJ, but the regulations that the, that Trump is cutting through like butter with a hot knife to get all this stuff done. It is absolutely phenomenal what they've done. A lot of that needs to go away. Some of it needs to be put back in place and improved when it gets reinstated.
0: Well, cutting through regulations is one thing. Cutting out the Constitution is another. And I would always yeah. remind people what Benjamin Franklin said when he said those who are willing to give up some rights for security mm-hmm. in the end will end up with neither. So we we need to keep a very close watch on this and see exactly uh, what they're trying to do uh, in our local, state and federal Uh, governments 820 elizabeth back with me we got a lot more to talk about we'll even go we're even going to play a piece from tom cotton back for you that we played in the first uh, hour of the show he got all worked up and lathered up and ready to go and he went after pelosi pretty good i want you to hear that again here on the dave ellswick show Uh, looking for decreasing clouds today high in the uh, Mid to upper 70s, and uh, tonight clear, low of 47. Tomorrow mostly sunny and pleasant, high of 65. We get to Thursday, though, warmer, partly cloudy skies, and a high of 84 degrees. Currently, Little Rock's 56, uh, Hot Springs 54, Cabot is still 54 degrees here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. 824 uh, on a Tuesday morning, and uh, 54 degrees in Cabot and Lubbock Rock right now, looking for a high in the mid-70s under decreasing clouds. Uh, the high temperature today, about 3 in the afternoon, is what we're looking at. Tonight, clear and a low of 47. Tomorrow, it's going to be nicer, mostly sunny, pleasant, high still 65 but then, on Thursday, things really take a turnaround warmer, partly cloudy, and a high of eighty four degrees Now, trees are really budding up, so keep in mind that allergies are going to start making themselves uh, known i've start- i 've started taking my allergy medicine uh, late last <laughs> week, and it 's keeping me uh, from You know, my nose running all the time. I don't want to freak people out if I ever do get out. My nose is running. I'm (laughs) coughing. My eyes are watering. They're going to think that I'm, you know, some uh, typhoid Mary walking amongst them. We don't want to scare them. Yesterday, I made Linda sit down and watch a movie with me on Netflix. And... uh, It was based on the book, The Hot Zone. And if you remember, uh, Elizabeth, that was a huge book back in the 90s. And, uh, you know, Ebola and all of that scared a lot of people. And but, you know, the doctors and the hospitals have been talking about this uh, outbreak was the name of the movie, by the way. A lot of people have been talking about a pandemic for a long, long time. And uh, uh, so, you know. An interesting movie to sit and watch yesterday because some of the things that were going on in the movie mirrored what is going on right now. So it was kind of an interesting to watch. If you haven't seen it, might want to sit down and watch it. If uh, you don't let something like that crawl in your head and start playing with you, let's talk <laughs> with Elizabeth now. She's got you got a story about a church up in Heber Springs.
4: Yeah, I think this is probably a good example of kind of what we talked about earlier. Uh, The um, Assembly of God Church up in Heber Springs, according to the Democrat Gazette, has 34 positive coronavirus uh, folks at this time. Some folks are ill. They had a child's uh, kids crusade up there on March the 6th, and a couple of folks there were missionaries. And uh, from the Word of Grace Assembly of God, And they apparently were infected, but not sick. And one person at the event was ill, and now they have 34 positive cases out of that church alone because they didn't know and because no one knew they were sick and no one knew they were contagious. Uh, so again, if you hear, and I don't know what the number of cases, I think it's a little over 200 now in Arkansas. Again, we want to say if it's a positive case, it only means, yes, you have the virus in your system. You probably are not sick. A lot of people are not sick. So that's just something I want to keep saying. When we say we have positive cases, you've been diagnosed with the virus. You may not have symptoms.
0: Hmm. N- interesting. Uh- Big story coming out now that the president has put his foot down on Democrats' attempts to advance their leftist political agenda by hijacking the coronavirus relief bill and filling it up with uh, partisan demands or they turned it into a Christmas tree. They're trying to uh, Uh put a bunch of Christmas ornaments. And we're going to talk more about that uh, when we come back. Sean Hannity coming up here in uh, just a moment. And uh, he'll talk a little bit. Uh, But we want to come back, and I know that, Elizabeth, you have some of those demands. Uh, When we come back, we'll hear from Tom Cotton from yesterday in the well in the Senate and uh, how he was reacting to what the Democrats were doing. Uh, The president made his announcement late last night after Democrats ruined an opportunity to advance a $1.8 trillion uh, bill on Sunday night. Uh, quote, Republicans had a deal until Nancy Pelosi rode into town from her extended vacation. Trump wrote on Twitter, the Democrats want the virus to win, question mark. They're asking for things that have nothing to do with our great workers or companies. They want open borders and a Green New Deal. Republicans should not uh, agree. About an hour later, Trump, quote, retweeted an article from National Review that was titled Congressional Democrats add last minute ideological demands to the coronavirus relief package. Trump wrote this will never be approved by me or any other. Uh, Mm -hmm. Republican. So the president's showing a lot of resolve, a lot of Republicans showing a lot of resolve. Let's see what Schumer has up his sleeve. He says they're going to do something later today. And I've been watching to see if they've started working on that or not. Uh, When they do, we'll try to bring it up to you and talk about it. All right. Time right now for Sean Hannity. Let's get his morning update. It's going to be interesting as we watch this whole thing with the uh, uh, relief package, this $1.8 trillion uh, release, uh, relief package that's being prepared by the Senate. After they strip out all of the uh, Christmas decorations and ornaments that's been hung on this uh, tree, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how far it falls from $1.8 trillion uh, dollars, Like $35 million is in this thing for the Kennedy Center. And Tom Cotton was not happy about what the Democrats are doing. He went off yesterday in the well of the Senate. This was what it sounded like.
2: Why would they not even start debate? Not even start debate. Remember, that's all we're talking about here over these last 18 hours. Why would they risk your life? and your loved one's lives, and your job, and your lifetime of retirement savings. Well, now we know. Now we know. Nancy Pelosi is circulating a 1,400-page bill that she wants Congress to pass, that she claims will help save this nation from this terrible crisis. 1,400 pages. It's almost three times longer than our legislation, by the way, to give you a sense of what might be in that bill, because let me tell you, she's not hiding the good stuff in her bill. I don't have 1,400 pages here, but I do have a few pages. Let's just go through what is a priority for Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats as they dither while Americans die. Corporate board diversity. The Democrats want to impose quotas for race and sex on corporate boards. I know they want to do that for a long time. Is that going to stop anyone from getting sick from the coronavirus? There's another one, bailing out the Postal Service, wiping out all the debts that the Post Office has towards the Treasury. It's another issue we've been debating for a long time. Postal Service needs relief. And I greatly respect and praise the hard work of the men and women who are still delivering the mail. But is a survival package for the coronavirus the right time to be talking about postal service debt to the Treasury? Oh, here's another one. $10,000 minimum, $10,000 minimum of student loan forgiveness across the board. Another ideological wish list item for the Democrats. What does it have to do with stopping a pandemic, especially when Donald Trump has already waived student loan payments for Americans who are affected by this terrible pandemic?
0: Yeah, there you go. Tom Cotton going off and throwing papers up in the air and all. If you can't if you haven't seen the video, you got to see the video. It's pretty good. Tom was at, on your uh, Yeah, it's out there for you to look at on the Facebook page. uh, A great piece uh, to look at and to be proud of your uh, state senator and what he brought to the table. Now, you're bringing some more to the table as well, uh, Elizabeth. You've been doing some, uh, you know, fact-finding during the time the Bible guys were on. What did you find out?
4: Well, (laughs) it's quite a laundry list. You remember the Obama phone? Plans. They want one billion dollars to you know continue with that and expand that program. Uh, Something that's very alarming is the mandated parts about voting, same day voting, voter registrations, early voting, and then do you remember ballot harvesting? That's where somebody can come through your neighborhood and gather your ballots, supposedly, someone you don't even know, and can turn in all those ballots on your behalf at the polling place. So those are all mandated in the bill. Of course, the post office bailout, Senator Cotton just spoke about, that's because they're taking such a hit, you know. Um, Non immigrant visas automatically extended for whatever length of time they were originally. Just click, you know, snap your fingers, that's done. Uh, barring colleges from providing citizenship information on their students, they will be not allowed to provide that information yeah,
3: but, remember save a lot of money.
4: oh yeah, yeah, but remember the corporate boards are also mandated in this bill. This is nancy pelosi 's Christmas tree thing. Corporate boards have got to report and must select their boards on basis of the color of your skin and your gender for the next five years, and you'll have to report that regularly to the government and let them know how you're going to handle that.
0: Yeah, by the um, way, did you also see that on every corporate board there's supposed to be a union member?
4: That, too. There's a lot of union protection in here. Um, the thing that I got really going about early this morning um, created creates a digital dollar and the establishment of digital Dollar wallets. This is Bitcoin. This is faux fiat money, cryptocurrency. Uh If you are eligible for money in this bill, you will be automatically set up by this bill with a digital wallet. And they're trying to push people, of course, into using non-gold-backed, you know, money. (laughs) I'm not sure what I think about cryptocurrency, but I don't think we ought to be running our government with that in mind. There are some really alarming things here, and I guess what I got alarmed about on top of everything else is it's very clear that this did not spring up overnight. These people, this bill didn't just magically appear in a few hours' time. They have stuffed it with everything they've ever wanted to do for several years. That means that when they were negotiating with the Republicans and American people the last two or three days, they either lied to us or did Nancy Pelosi not even tell her own representatives and senators who were in these working groups at the, at the Capitol last week at the, on the Hill? There were several, four or five working groups in the Senate. I'm confusing myself. In the Senate, four or five working groups. All the working groups reported over the weekend how wonderful progress was being made on bipartisan agreements. And then Pelosi walked in and blew it up. Yeah. So I'm wondering: Did she lie to her own senators, or did they know and negotiate in bad faith? Which way was it? Either way, it purity stinks.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, the typical Democrat way: don't let a you know a, something like this pass without using it to forward uh, your agenda. Uh, Rennie Stoyer, or did they? <laughs> they're 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 saying that he made the statement that this was their opportunity. To remake the country the way that the Democrats wanted the country to be made. Now that in itself is—I will uh, take that back. It was James Claiborne, House James Majority Whip. Yeah, Clyburn uh, said, uh, "Quote: This is a tremendous opportunity to restructure things to fit our vision." That's not what well. this was for.
4: Of course not This is the same man that coronated Joe Biden As the candidate to be And again The extent to which they've gone here Is just really taking my breath away I mean how much further can these folks go They have totally refused To accept the results Of a due, you know, a, a duly conducted election In our country They have done nothing but obstruct and resist And now they're doing this to us How long are we going to put up with this I'm just I'm just on my ear when you have the other side of Congress who will not negotiate in good faith, who will not follow the structure of how our government is supposed to work. What are we going to do? I'm glad Trump's put his foot down
0: well yeah that 's the key look the The Republicans have been putting their foot down as well. all you got to do is listen to cotton and was it Barrasso also went off on this yesterday, as did uh, the the Senate uh, leader uh, McConnell so uh, they 're not only saying no they 're saying hell no to the Democrats, and evidently it has worked because Schumer now sounds like he kind of appeared in front of the media with his tail tucked in uh, between his legs uh, after taking, I guess, a pretty big beating from the president. Don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I'm assuming that happened.
4: I understand that Mnuchin and um, maybe it was Schumer, I'm not sure who was negotiating on the other side, but they were able to obtain more promises from the Republicans— on more reporting the democrats position of course is that there's a huge slush fund of money that's never going to be accounted for and they're just going to give it to the corporations and they were able to uh make an agreement is what i'm reading that there will be more restrictions on that money or more reporting one or the other in other words more accountability but i just want to point out the democrats say they're all about the working man and they're pushing all this out and pushing it away, anything that has to do with corporations, I guess I'd like to understand, if you're a worker, how you are able to go to work if there is no company for you to go to work for. You know, the Democrats are all, out, all about the workers and, and boo on companies. Well, sorry, but if you have no company, you have no job. How is that supposed to happen?
0: Okay, so The Hill reported on uh, this American Enterprise Institute poll, uh, part of that poll saying uh, the March 14th through 15th survey found 88% of Republican voters agreed that the Trump White House was taking strong enough measures to combat COVID-19, along with 57% of independents. Okay, so uh, for the additional what is it, 12% of Republicans and 33% of independents, what more do you want the man to do? Do you want him to declare martial law? Is that what you think needs to be done? I'd like to know what they're thinking in their heads if they don't think the president's done enough. I think they've done quite a lot, if you ask me.
4: I have watched, of course, these press conferences, and I've seen the gotcha questions going on. And I jumped up the other day in the living room and I said, I really wish they'd turn around. Someone on the podium would turn around to one of those reporters and say, Okay, you come up here and give us your plan. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it.
0: Well, I guess you saw that Biden's plan was Trump's plan. Did you see that?
4: That, That's the other thing that drives me crazy. This
0: poor man president. is
3: president.
4: Yeah, the shadow president. That's You know, the Democrats get up every day and, and fashion the world the way they would like to see it. You know, they look down their pants and decide what sex they're going to be, and they tell everybody what pronouns they're going to use, and they go through their day. And in this case, they're doing the exact same thing. They're crafting a faux presidency now and, and allowing this poor man to get up in front of the whole country every day and pretend to be what he is not. It's the emperor has no clothes. Okay, who's going to who's going to bring that out? The emperor has no clothes.
0: Hey, look, we've been doing that for over three years with Hillary and nobody's paying any attention.
4: I hope that some of this wakes people up. I hope those poll results are showing not only that people are are seeing President Trump exhibit the leadership that he always has and they're coming around because they've never seen it because they hear the fake news all the time. I hope that's what's happening, and I hope they understand. I hope this turns that around a little bit, that they see with their own eyes without it being filtered through the news every day. That's why these press conferences – I mean, there are many reasons. The press conferences are great. Who has ever been this transparent?
0: Yeah, something like hours, this, hours, I, hours I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a quote from uh, Dr. Falsey on working with President Trump. I'm going to read this, then we've got to take a break. Quote, he asks a lot of questions. That's his nature. He constantly is asking questions. And I never, in the multiple times I've done that, where I said, for scientific reasons, we really should do this, that he hasn't said, let's do it. That's what Fauci is saying about the President. All right, a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Elizabeth with us. We've got another few moments to speak to you. I'll tell you a little bit about what to expect tomorrow. All that's coming up here on 1011 FM. The answer. All right, we got to start pulling the reins in on this baby, pulling the uh, throttle back on the engine before we run out of track. It's seven minutes <laughs> till nine uh, tomorrow. Uh, Duck and Joe, I'll have them join me by phone tomorrow. We'll continue our social. Uh, distancing that we're doing on the show we're supposed to have a doctor from the rnc uh, to talk to us tomorrow as well Uh, i'm hoping that we'll have more to talk about as far as this relief measure uh, that's being proposed on uh, the senate side and uh, pelosi put out her uh, stimulus and she called it a stimulus package, not a relief bill, stimulus package. Hers was a total of $2.5 trillion. That's $700 billion more than mm-hmm. uh, what is being asked by the Republicans, as well as uh, has a whole lot more regulatory authority. Uh, For the government uh, government. So, of course, Democrats are doing what Democrats do. They throw money at everything and they think that they can run everything better. And so they try to regulate things. And to the point that the government uh, brings business to a halt.
4: Seven hundred billion more dollars than necessary. Yes. At the minimum. At the yep. minimum, because who knows what else they've added the necessary stuff
0: with. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. No telling. Yeah. There's, oh. You know, I used to, uh, Everett Dirksen, great senator from Illinois, uh, used to say a few million dollars here, a few million dollars there. And now we're starting <laughs> to talk real money. Now we're talking a few billion dollars here and a few oh. billion dollars there. And now we're starting to talk real money. That's how far we've come. Uh, with our government it's scary it really is we just got to. we just got
4: to wake up we got to wake up and put a stop to those folks and their stuff we've just got to stop it
0: well, it's got to happen in the state as well. I mean, there's all kind. This is going on oh, yeah. <laughs> in the federal level, state level, uh, the local level. And you and I, along with all of our listeners, are footing the bill on this. When you look at your paycheck and you start looking at uh, how much the federal and state government takes, and in some cases, if you live in some states, city governments are taking out of your paycheck, yep. that's the first Food dollars that you use to feed your family, to uh, buy health care for them. That's what the federal government's taking from you.
4: And they better do a good job of it. With Trump in charge, I feel pretty confident that he saw Steve Bannon talking about Trump on television. Steve Bannon says, the thing I like about Trump is what Dr. Fauci said. He says, what can be done and do it now, do it yesterday. Get it done. Don't waste time. I thought that was awesome. That is the essence of leadership, making decisions and inspiring people to get it done.
0: All right. I don't have the current numbers. So Russ may have those back at the station or Heidi may have them. Uh, The opening numbers at the opening bell at the Dow has the Dow up 1,161 points, uh, 0.85, which is a little over 5%. So uh, that's really uh, good news, and they haven't reached an agreement yet uh, at the Senate. If when that's reached, that could go up okay. another eight or nine hundred points.
4: You are up by six point eight four percent. The Dow is at nineteen eight eight two.
3: Then up oh I'm up wow thirteen hundred
4: points at this moment. That is moment that is current.
0: Okay, 6.8%. that's right.
4: Nine percent. That's pretty nice.
0: Well, that's really good. That's a that that goes a long way beyond what happened on Monday. Yesterday, Uh, we get that, and then we get good news from the Senate. They pass. I'm going to tell you right now. They pass the bill. It goes up. They don't pass the bill. They're going to cut the legs right out of it. Yeah, they'll they'll cut the legs.
4: McConnell yesterday set one of the votes, he said, I'm going to set the, the you know, the next vote at that moment, the next vote at 15 minutes after the markets open Monday morning, and we'll see what you think. Well, it didn't help. Mm-hmm. He had to delay it anyway. But that's what he said. He just, when you see the market open, you're going to change your mind. Um, gosh, these games that we see right now, they're going to vote hopefully today, but if it doesn't go well, It will tank even more than it has, that's for sure, especially with this enthusiasm on the front
0: side. Did you see Hmm. what Manchin said yesterday from West Virginia? He says, we're going to hit a deal. We're, We're at the negotiation point. What are you negotiating about that's so important to hold up this aid for businesses, small businesses, and for the American public? For money that they need. What is it you think is so important? $35 million for the Kennedy Center? You've got to be kidding well, me. Well,
4: apparently, apparently that's not accountability for them. However, they were not okay with the money that was in the GOP uh, and, and bipartisan arranged bill that was going to the businesses. They just didn't like it. You know, it's all about the workers. It's all about the workers. Shades of Bernie Sanders. I'm just going to say Spoken like a true Marxist. No business, Yeah, if you have no business, where do they expect the workers to
0: work? (laughs) Yeah, you don't have a place to work. I'm with you. All right, Elizabeth, thanks thanks for being with us today. I appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, Duck and Joe will be on, and we'll have somebody from the RNC as well as we continue following everything that's important to you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, The Answer, back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow.